Welcome to Energetic Radio. I am your host, Dale Sybottom. Join me each week as I bring you amazing guests and interviews from some of the world's best operators. They will teach us how to bring fun, energy, and joy into each and every day. Let's get stuck in. Welcome to episode number 102. Now, today I am joined by the amazing Stella James, who is the head of Gooseberry Planet. Now, Stella is on a mission to get to as many schools, many kids, many adults, and many people in the world to talk all about internet security, social media hacks, general tips and tricks to make sure that our internet is safe and our information is safe. Because let's be honest, it is always changing and we do not know what is going on. Now, she has created the first ever company, and this is why I love it so much, that is using gamification and game-based learning to teach tips and tricks on internet security, safety, and not only that, things that we should be aware of, our uh, social media accounts and everything that we do online, our digital footprint. So guys, sit back. Stella is amazing. Her energy is through the roof and everybody will be able to take away something that they need to action today regarding internet security or social media use. huge warm welcome to Stella James. How are you, Stella? Hello. Hello. How are you? Very good. Now, you are joining us from Spain. I don't think I've had anyone on the podcast before that is from Spain. Now, you're not over there for just a holiday, are you? No, I've been here since Thursday. And um, so we do a lot of work with international schools. And Spain's a really hot area for us at the moment. And so we've done um, some workshops. We've got a lot of schools that have bought the Gooseby Planet program. So, um, and I've sneaked a little bit of a holiday in as well. And uh, we were talking about that just before. That is the most amazing thing about when you travel. If you can get a couple extra days that you can have a bit of leisure as well, I really like that. Now, before we get into Gooseberry and everything like that, a little bit about, about you, Stella. How did uh, a little bit of your background and how did Gooseberry come? How did you become the head Gooseberry in over 12 countries around the world dominating? <laughs> That's a good word, dominating. <laughs> so basically, um, you know, I had one of those light bulb moments. So, uh, you know, it's out of my own children. So my eldest, who's now um, 16, but he was going to secondary school for the first time and he had a, his first mobile phone, but it wasn't just any mobile phone. It was a smartphone because he wanted to be cool, obviously. Um, and I went online to try and find something that I thought that realistically he would use. And also my sister was having a huge amount of issues with her own children um, she was a lot wealthier than I am, so they had every single device that you could imagine. Um, and I couldn't find, I found loads for me as a parent, but I couldn't find anything for children. I couldn't find, I did find the odd game here and there, but they were really lame and not, you know, my son's quite a bit of a cool dude. And, you know, in realistic terms, he would never engage with that type of thing. So, you know, I first then started out and went into a couple of schools with the games that I'd created and we put them in the classroom. And what happened was amazing, how the children engaged with it, how it started the conversation. And that's how we were born, really. And we, are, we were three years old on October the 7th. So we've just celebrated our third birthday. 
So three years on and just coming from, and I think a lot of great ideas come sell from just a, a, a missing thing in the marketplace for it. So three years on, did you ever expect that you'd be in 12 countries and working in Spain and having such a big impact around the world? No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you know, it started, I've always had big ambitions and I have, but it really did start off um as a, just a, an idea and when I first started you know I never thought about the gaming side I knew I wanted to do something with software and um but on the in in the online safety area and I you know thought about lots of different areas but to think now in three years we've won six awards you know we're up for era last year and finalists for bet and you know and the impact that we're having is it, it is amazing actually it is amazing yeah, well, I, I think it's amazing. Obviously, that's why I wanted to have you on the show. Now, I'm a huge believer in gamification and game-based learning, and a lot of the workshops and resources we create are around that as well. So I think you're onto a massive winner here because if you can use game mechanics and the game-based learning model, because it obviously works. Kids want to play games. They want to that Fortnite game, Candy Crush, you name it. They're going crazy. So for people that may not have heard of Gooseberry Planet, do you want to explain a little bit about these your, your app and your games in the game-based learning approach? Yeah, so basically um, what we did is we've, cre- we've got a little character called Taff. Um, and so we've created, first of all, a whole platform, a complete toolkit for a school to use and educate the whole school community. Um, so there's a couple of elements in there. So we're the only company that um, delivers a 12-week program for each and every child in every year of education up to the age of 13. So those are one-hour lessons. And only 15 minutes of it is through gaming. And the children play with a character called Taff. Um, They collect stars, find family members. Um, And most importantly, they go through scenarios that would potentially happen online. So they learn through consequence. And I'm a real firm believer is that, you know, if, if you stand in front of in a lesson and tell a child what they should and shouldn't be doing and the minute you say online safety they cloud over we all roll our eyes and go oh my god it's a bit of a boring subject (laughs) yes we do we do we do (laughs) um and you know to engage your children we need to use what they understand that's the only way we're going to change the way that they behave online and it's about repetition we can't just throw them in the deep end of a swimming pool after one lesson we would never do that if they were swimming you have to build them up so that's why we have the 12-week program sitting alongside that there's a total of 50 games so we have um a level for early years to seven then a level for um, eight to nine year olds then another level for uh, nine to ten year olds another level for i think you see where i'm going we've got I a do. level yep. so each year they move on um, and the ability the language changes and the gaming ability changes as well um but what sits alongside it is gooseberry teacher and gooseberry teacher is an assessment tool so whenever the children start a level they have uh, something called a rapid fire quiz so it gives the teacher a benchmark of what they know then the children do the 10 lessons in between and 10 scenarios as we call them Um, and then they do another rapid fire quiz at the end so the teacher can see how they've improved so there's real evidence based there but what it also does is shows the teacher exactly how the child responded in the game so it does two things it enables the teacher to individualize the learning um, but it also highlights vulnerability So it highlights those children that potentially could be at risk online or answering in ways that they shouldn't answer. Um, So the teacher can pinpoint that. 
But sitting alongside every game is a workbook, um, a lesson plan, um, a lesson PowerPoint, a walkthrough, as we call it, um, to so the teacher's got something to work for. And we're just introducing this week a video as well so that the teachers know exactly how to use the terminology that children use, things like griefers and bitmojis and memes and all these things that teachers might struggle with. Um, and then the really cool bit is the parents. So I firmly believe no matter how many workshops you do or how many um, you know, um, handouts you do to parents, unless you make it about the parent's child, they will never, ever engage. So what the system does is it emails the parent every time their child plays at school. The parent then logs onto our platform and can see how char- their child has responded. So as a human element is that if there's a red cross there, as a parent, you want to rectify that. You want that to be a green tick. So we then support the parent and we have got handouts and advice sheets on what they need to talk about. So, for example, about online gaming, if their child's answered incorrectly, we then give them talking points, the conversations they need to talk about, what they need to focus on, and how then to move forward from that. So we have got other products as well. We've got something called Gooseberry Guru and also Safeguarding CPD and um, a Prevent CPD. But our main focus is the game-based learning. So hopefully that was a good overall look of what we do that was that was fantastic and i know i'll for for people listening along i'll have a link to your website where you can check all this out because um I'm sure teachers, parents will be listening going, this is amazing. And one of the big things I really loved about that, Stella, was that um, I think a lot of time as teachers that we're blamed if things aren't going correctly or if a student's got bad habits or something, but a lot of things actually happen at home. So the power of your program by actually giving uh, parents the right tools, the right conversation starters, are you finding that's why you're having such success? Yeah, I think the parent is a huge element of what we do. Um, And you're right, because if there is an issue, most safeguarding issues and online issues are outside of school. Um, So no matter how much we block and filter, the minute they walk outside of that school, they've got 3, 4G and they don't even need a broadband box. So um, it also empowers the school as well to say, well, look, you saw your child answering in that way. What did you do to try and support your child? Um, So it really gives the school a bit of pushback power, but it's definitely, um, you know, one of our biggest elements is the the parent is supporting the parent and help. And it's not just about the parent, because don't forget, teachers are parents, too. And so we always have to look at ourselves as well and what we do and how we do it, because if we promote positive behavior, guess what? Our children follow us. Yeah, and and they definitely do. And I think that's one big thing about it. And not only that, kids will be enjoying your program because you've made it engaging, you've made it game-based learning and really fun. So this is really allowing them to be lifelong learners and use social media and the internet in a really safe way. And I, I, I see that as a big message that you're bringing across, Stella. Yeah, it is because I just feel, look, you've got all these social media companies. They're never going to change because they're making too much money. Um, so what we need to do is educate. So by telling our children that they shouldn't be on an app until they're 13, Instagram, for example, or Snapchat, um, what you're doing is actually pushing it underground. Um, what we need to do is embrace it. We need to say, okay, they're using it. So let's teach them how to use it. We would never stop a child from going outside because there are risks. 
and of course there's risks in everything in life but it's teaching children how to behave and what to watch out for and to have those really tricky conversations about grooming you know we talk about stranger danger but actually that means nothing in today's age um you know if you talk to a child about their online and offline life that means nothing it is their life so it's really important that we get the right language and embrace technology because it's here to stay yeah, and it, it's so much easier. And I, I think one thing, whenever you tell somebody they can't have it, they, they want it more and they'll find a way to go about doing that. So you mentioned social media and I, I love social media. It's got so many pros, but it's got so many cons as well. Now, um, I know personally that I don't have any idea, particularly with Facebook and Instagram, they're always updating their settings and everything you use. So you can have it on private, but the next week it might change and things like this. Is there any really simple tips that people, particularly parents, teachers, should just be checking or knowing straight away around social media, Stella? Yeah, there's, it's know what you're using is the biggest thing. And um, the trouble with the social media companies, they catch me out as well. It's a bit like cleaning windows, I'm afraid, everybody. Um, <laughs> you know, we've got to go in and do it every now and again. It's a pain in the backside, but we have to do it. Um, and you do, you have to go in and check your privacies on a regular basis. But also, um, especially on something like Facebook, be aware of how... Um, you're sharing your information. So your friends list, for example. Um, if I asked any one of you about your phone book, you would never give me your phone book because it's your private and, and you're protected over it. But so many people don't realize that their friends lists are completely wide open on Facebook. And the way that a pedophile will work is he will have eight or nine different accounts and he will just cruise Facebook and click, 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 click until people make friends with him and he keeps clicking until he gets into a child's profile. But by just one simple step of closing down your friends book and um, your friends list, you're protecting your friends' children and your friends. Um, so that's one real, real simple tip. Um, Instagram and, and Snapchat, you know, Instagram, they use Instagram um, with close friends. So it's just getting them to understand the digital footprint. And Instagram is a feel good type of thing. So it has news feeds. So it, it's just make because they will have lied about their age going onto Instagram. So it's just making them aware to be think of the critical thinking from fake news and things like that. You know, we've just got to teach them to be a little bit more savvy with what's there. And actually, if we educate ourselves, it's so much easier to educate our children. Yeah, well, if we're actually practicing what we preach, I agree. And I, I'd never really thought about that, that having basically my whole contact list for everybody to see, I'm going to go and change that uh, once we speak, seller on Facebook. And I hope everybody listening will. So that's obviously a really good tip. So do you have any other like one or two great tips for like for parents um, and teachers? So um, if they're going to have a conversation on Monday morning, first thing at school or around these sort of topics, is there any one or two great things? Obviously, uh, making your, your friend list private on Facebook, that's awesome. I'd never heard it in such simple terms or like washing your windows and things like that. Sellers. Is there anything else that um, is really simple that we, we really need to be all over? Right, yeah, there's a couple of things. So Fortnite, um, which I think has been the created world domination. The craziest game ever. <laughs> that is um, unbelievable whoever thought of that. That is the biggest oh, insane seller. 
Yeah. The thing is, is we need to we need to engage with our kids. We need to understand what they do. So I've got a 12 year old boy and he loves Fortnite. I sit with him. I listen to what he's doing. Um, and, you know, I get him to talk about. So I know what V-Bucks is. So that's the currency in which um, they use within um, Fortnite. Skins are what they buy. You can spend up to three thousand pounds on skins and skins is basically um a uh, an avatar, if you like, and the, the the better you become, the more skins that you have. But the real key element with Fortnite is there is something called a fill and no fill option. Okay, so a fill option means that um, Fortnite will automatically put other gamers in your game. The no fill option means that they will not put anybody apart from your friends in that game. So that's a really important element. And when children are playing online gaming, one thing that we need to teach them is stay in a group. Um, because what happens is, you know, we talk, we don't talk about grooming enough. We don't talk about, um, you know, what does somebody look like that's going to groom you? And, um, you know, how do they behave? You know, they're your best friend. And the average age of being groomed is 10 months. And it is so subtle, you have no idea it's happening. And if you're a 10 year old boy, and you've been chatting to somebody online for 10 months, and um, at the end of that 10 months, they go, oh, come on, let's meet up, let's meet up. Um, you then suddenly think, well, um, as a 10 year old boy, you think, well, what, you know, they want to meet up with me, but they're my friend because they told me my friend. You then have these complete different mixed messages that go on, these complete different mixed messages. Um, so we need to teach them just to be aware of grooming. We also need to teach them to stay in a group, not go off and play with individuals that will make them better gamers. Um, you know, those are really big things with online gaming because that's what's going to impact our children most. And that's where they're most likely, especially boys are going to get groomed yeah and i think that's great that's that's a long time 10 months of grooming it, it it's it's really sick when you think about all this sort of stuff stella and I, it does make me sick in the stomach just even think 10 months of that occurs but do you find and particularly i think with our generation and kids coming up i didn't have social media i didn't have these sort of gaming aspects when i was growing up so my parents didn't have to worry about this but now teachers and parents there's that there's that gap because the internet wasn't around. Is is that a real issue with this sort of generation at the moment? Yeah, there's a huge digital divide. It's massive, and um, and and you know, I stand in front of audience all the time, and uh, and people look at me bewildered because I'm rattling all of this stuff. But you know, from my own experiences, uh, it's about we have. We can't be complacent. So, you know, we're putting our own children at risk here. So I've got a story about my own son. So the game center on your phone um, is where on your iPhone, where all the games will connect to. OK. Yeah. Um, and my son was about nine years old at the time, nine, ten years old. And he was playing on a game via the game center on his, on my on my iPhone. And um he came to me and he turned around and he said, oh, he said, oh, mum, somebody's trying to contact me um, through one of the games. And I was like, really? And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's 25. And I went, OK. And so I went into the game and I my own I put my own child at risk here. I had not put across and swiped across on players nearby to contact players nearby. So somebody within a five mile radius of my own house. 
um, was, had connected with my son because I had allowed that to happen, you know, and it was a real wake up call on privacy and, and how we should really educate ourselves. We can't just keep putting our heads in the sand. We've got to learn about what our children are doing in exactly the same way. If we had new jobs or we're learning to drive, we do it. We have to, you know, we, we have to make it part of our everyday, everyday life because otherwise we're putting our own children at risk. Yeah, that's that's really – and at the end of the day, it's not that parents are just neglecting it. They don't even know about it. And do you find that's the biggest issue, that parents want to help but they just don't know what to do? Oh, no, totally. And that's why in our Gooseberry Parent, we've got videos to change Xbox. We've got videos to do Fortnite, Instagram, Snapchat – all those different things. So, you know, because parents want little snippets. They, if they're anything like me, you know, you know, I want to watch watch a video, put it on play, and then um, watch it again. So, make sure I've done the right thing. So, and we also have them on our YouTube channel as well. All right, perfect. Well, that I think that's great advice because that sounds so simple, but the consequences are huge. Yeah, no, they are. And, um, you know, there has been in the UK a 700% increase in um, child exploitation, you know, and images and live streaming in the last five years, which proves to me that actually what we're currently doing isn't working and we have to change the way that we're doing things. Yeah, and I just think it, it's not that it's not working. I just don't think enough people are aware of it. Like, the, I, I'm pretty up to date with uh, technology and social media and things and everything like that, Stella. But the, the couple of simple little things that you've mentioned to me today, I had no idea about. Good, good. Well, you know, there's loads of it there. <laughs> I, I'm sure there you is, know, and I, I can't wait to is, go on. I, I could talk for hours and hours. You know, there's lots of little tricks. Um, you know, that we offer, our Gooseberry Guru especially is, um, their specific workshops, so their workshops on Instagram. So we train up a member of staff within a school and that member of staff then can deliver out to the school community. So there's workshops on Instagram, Snapchat, and showing families exactly how to do it. Fantastic. So for teachers, obviously, I've got a lot of teachers will be listening to this worldwide. And I know, obviously, you're expanding like crazy. You're talking about you're in Hong Kong, you're going to Australia, you're in Spain, you're in 12 different countries. If I was a teacher, I'm like, wow, that is something that my community needs, my teachers, my staff, my parents. Where, whereabouts exactly on your website do I need to go to be qualified for that, Stella? Okay, so if you go onto your right on the website and you go register, log in or register, We've got something called Gooseberry Alerts, and um, they're free of charge. Every single month we send one out. We're doing one on anti-bullying. There's a free resource in there for every teacher. Um, just sign your school up, and then you'll have free access to that. So the Gooseberry Alert is um, advice for the student, a conversation starter for the student, um, a topic for the teacher, and then some advice for the parents. So it's something that can be shared across the whole school community. Um, so Gooseberry Alerts. Are completely free all you have to do is register you do have to be a school and it does have to be using a school email um so yeah so just all you have to do is do that perfect well I'll, I'll, again i'll have the link to that on there and um, i think all schools should jump on that and really check it out because uh the more knowledge the more expertise we can have about all this is the better so um so is there a question that you wish you got asked more um that people just don't ask you that you wish they did Oh, I just, I'm, I'm on a bit of a mission in life, really. I just think 
Um, we need to change what we're doing. And OK, yes, I know I've got Gooseberry Planet. And yes, I know, you know, we're trying to push ourselves into school. But from a genuine point of view, I firmly believe that if we look at the whole school community approach, it will have a big impact, bigger impact. And if we talk in children's languages and, and stop trying to just teach around the edge, if you know what I mean. So we talk about people online, but what does that mean? What's the meat on the bones to that subject? We talk about grooming, but, you know, and I just think we need we need to stop being wishy-washy around this subject. We need to really dive in and have those difficult conversations. Yeah, and I, I think that's exactly right. It is difficult conversations, and I think half the time the battle is that the people having the conversations don't know enough information about it. So that's why, Gooseberry, you're doing such amazing things, and I love that. Now, I've got a couple of questions, Stella, before we finish up that I always ask my guests. So if you could look back to 18-year-old Stella, is there one bit of a bit of uh, spit it out there, one bit of advice that you would give yourself from everything you've learned today? If you could tell yourself one thing, what would that be, Stella? Oh my gosh! I've never been asked that before. I, and I didn't. <laughs> I didn't give her any warning. So <laughs> sorry, Stella. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. Uh, ponder. That's ponder all right. More. It, it is a very hard Pond- question. I normally stump people with this one, um, and it's probably something that we just don't think about a lot. So um, if you didn't need a little bit of time to think, go for it. I've tried to chat a little bit here to add a little bit of thinking time for you, Stella. Yeah, yeah, you know, one thing I think, and, and especially, you know, because Gooseberry Planet, I didn't come from any software background at all or, you know, a techie person. It was an idea, and I brought it to life. But I think if there's one thing, I move at 100 miles an hour, you know, that, um, and that's one of my biggest, even though it's one of my greatest assets, it's also one of my um, greatest. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think um, as an 18-year-old would be um, just ponder, let things let things flow a little bit before making really big decisions um, and sit on things for a while. And I le- I've learned to do it now where I sit on things. You know, we're going through, for an example, uh, a, brand, a new branding exercise. Um, and I've got lots of ideas, but I don't choose anything straight away anymore. Whereas 20 years ago, I would have jumped on it and gone, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but now I, I sit on things and just let them and make sure they feel right. And trust your instincts. Absolutely, 100% trust your instincts. It's, uh, I think that's great advice. And I, I, get, uh, I get a lot of different answers for that one there, Stella. But recently I've had a, a couple of like, very big achievers and that are go-getters and are making a huge impact on the world. And their same advice for himself is exactly that. You know, just slow down um, and really be a little bit more thorough. So I, I do see that and I do like it. So um, great advice for anybody listening. Um, and you would hear that. And I, I think another big thing there is, Stella, that you've created this awesome online company and you, you've got no tech ability. Or you, I'm not saying you don't now, but you didn't at the start. Did you find that hard? Yeah, huge learning curve, huge learning curve, massive. And um, But one thing I'd say is if you believe in something that much, you work ways, you know, I've learned more about, I don't code myself, obviously, but the ideas and the infrastructure, the IT infrastructure. But if you have an idea, um, is one having complete belief in yourself. And if you've got an idea that you think is good, you run with it and you run with it so hard, you know, um, 
it will come true. It will, you know, and that's one is just self belief. You just have to have that. And I'm, you know, I'm very few women in tech, so I'm speaking at a conference in a few weeks' time, and I am the only woman, which I think is really sad in lots of ways. Um, and I really do, and I think we need to get more girls coding and making it more fun. I really do think so. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's also a massive achievement for you as well. And um, I've created over 35 apps myself, and people always go to me, how do you code? How do you do all this? I wouldn't have the, the faintest idea about anything like that. But as you said, Stella, if you've got an idea, there are ways to go about it, and you don't have to know it. You just need to know your idea and how to get it out there. So that's great advice, and um, huge congratulations for everything you're doing. I love that. So my final question before we wrap it up today is, what legacy do you want to leave? What impact do you want to have on the world when you've retired from Gooseberry and you're sitting on a beach in the Bahamas? I don't think I'll ever sit on a beach in the Bahamas, but hey, hey. <laughs> you never, you never climbing, know. Well, you're already in Spain now. <laughs> I'd be climbing a tree somewhere knowing me, I tell you what, or swimming a hundred lengths of something. Um, my biggest legacy is, do you know what? If I save one child from being groomed, and it might only be one child, but I've done my job. And Gooseby Planet's done its job. And I think the more I can push that out and educate people, you know, that's my legacy. I just want people to know and go, yeah, she helps protect children, you know, and I just think that's what I want to stand for. I think that's such a, a lovely thing to say and that you're putting other people first. And um, if we can yeah, reduce, obviously, that. And I don't think it's just your job to do that. Everybody has got a responsibility in this. And totally. um, if we can all take on board some of the amazing work you're doing and go on to gooseberryplanet.com. Again, I'll have links in the show notes. Stella, thank you so much for your time today. I know you're in Spain. I know you're extremely busy. Um, but just the information you've given today, I can guarantee that people will be straight away, like myself, going and changing my friend list on Facebook and just really reevaluating everything else because I think we do get too complacent. Yeah, we do. And I think positive behavior starts with us and that is as well as online addiction as well. You know, 64% of children want their parents to put the phone down and, um, you know, I've made moves myself to stop that as well, you know, because we are all slightly addicted. And I think if we start showing positive behavior, it will filter through to our children. Exactly right. They, we are role models, and if uh, we're not practicing what we preach, then what hope do our children have, I suppose? So, Stella, thank you very much for that. I hope, uh, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day in Spain. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm.